0: Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C13 original studio. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder on april 11th 1968 at the white house lyndon b johnson signed the civil rights act of 1968 i'm john meacham and this is reflections of history Only a week before, everything was bleak and bloody. Martin Luther King Jr. had been shot to death on the balcony of the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. Riots erupted around America. President Johnson asked Congress to act on a stalled piece of legislation, a civil rights act that included an end to discrimination in housing. Johnson had withdrawn from the 1968 presidential campaign only the previous Sunday. Aides saw him as a lame duck, a man without leverage. The Civil Rights Bill had passed the Senate. Walter Mondale of Minnesota had been instrumental, but was stuck in the House of Representatives. And then Dr. King was murdered. Out of that tragedy came a blow for liberty, An example of how presidents can use even the worst of circumstances to advance the national experiment toward a more perfect union. President Johnson had spent April 4th in New York attending the installation of Terence Cardinal Cook as the Roman Catholic Archbishop of New York and holding meetings at the United Nations. Back in the White House, Johnson was handed a devastating note. Mr. President, Martin Luther King has been shot. Johnson had been here before. In the autumn of 1963, in the wake of President Kennedy's assassination in Dallas, LBJ had pressed ahead with the administration's landmark civil rights bill, casting it as a memorial to Kennedy. Now, he would do the same with fair housing after Memphis. In a letter to House Speaker John McCormick on Friday, April 5th, the President wrote this, Last night, America was shocked by a senseless act of violence. A man who devoted his life to the nonviolent achievement of rights that most Americans take for granted was killed by an assassin's bullet. This tragedy has caused all good men to look deeply into their hearts. When the nation so urgently needs the healing balm of unity, a brutal wound on our conscience forces upon us all this question. What more can I do to achieve brotherhood and equality among all Americans? There are many actions the Congress can take on its part. The most immediate is to enact legislation so long delayed and so close to fulfillment. We should pass the fair housing law when the Congress convenes next week." According to a Johnson advisor, within 48 hours after that, the bill passed. The president just put everything aside. This is it. This is the time and he knew how to take advantage of whatever cards he had. One of those voting for the bill in the House was a young Republican from the 7th District of Texas, George Herbert Walker Bush. Bush wrote a friend on the day of King's assassination. "'I'll vote for the bill on final passage,' he said. "'Have misgivings, giant political misgivings. "'Also I know it won't solve much, "'but I'm for much of the bill.'" The mail is more on this than any subject since I've been in Congress, all against except two letters, 500 to 2, I'd guess. But this will be my character builder and friend antagonizer. Facing fury from his Houston constituents over the vote at a meeting in Memorial High School, the future 41st president said this, What this bill does do is remove an obstacle. What it does do is try to offer a promise or a hope a realization of the American dream. In Vietnam, I chatted with many Negro soldiers. They were fighting and some were dying for the ideals of this country. Some talked about coming back to get married and to start their lives over. Somehow it seems fundamental that this guy should have a hope, a hope that if he saves some money, he should be allowed to buy a house regardless of the color of his skin. To another friend, Bush recalled the seething hatred he'd encountered, hatred that still shapes American life all these years distant. In signing the bill on this day in 1968, President Johnson said, In the Civil Rights Act of 1964, we affirm through law that men equal under God are also equal when they seek a job, when they go to get a meal in a restaurant, or when they seek lodging for the night in any state in the Union. Now the Negro families no longer suffer the humiliation of being turned away because of their race. In the Civil Rights Act of 1965, we affirm through law for every citizen in this land the most basic right of democracy, the right of a citizen to vote in an election in his country. In the five states where the act had its greatest impact, Negro voter registration has already more than doubled. Now with this bill, the voice of justice speaks again. It proclaims that fair housing for all, all human beings who live in this country, is now a part of the American way of life. We all know that the roots of injustice run deep, but violence cannot redress a solitary wrong or remedy a single unfairness. The time is here, action must be now, but it had taken a long time, too long. Production assistance and operations by Paige Heimson, Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Research assistance by Sarah Jean Caver. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company.